Today is day four of our digital dialogue series. Um, here are some tests. Testing, testing, testing the microphone, testing the light. Okay. And so today's session is going to be power packed. Um, we have been taking a series on the future of digital advertising for SMEs and enterprise post COVID. The future of digital advertising for SMEs and enterprise post COVID. And it has been an amazing journey. We, have a, we had our first session on Wednesday with Ken Ndubisi. We had our second session on Thursday with Padevi Ojomo where we discussed content marketing. We had our third session yesterday with Chikwenze where we discussed e-commerce and shopping experiences related, um, related to digital advertising going forward. And today we're going to be joined by, uh, with Ayo. Deji Agwola. Welcome, Fetal Plane. You have been so consistent. Welcome, Etobin Rez. Um, so today's session is also going to be power-packed. I have um, an amazing person joining me. I have an amazing guest joining me, very experienced, um, hands-on experience with so many digital campaigns for multinationals and SME alike. And so our session today will be focused on web experiences and mobile apps. Yes, digital advertising in relation to web experiences and mobile apps um, post-COVID. Welcome, Royal Hub. Welcome, Ayo Deji, who is my guest for today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It has been a series of packed sessions from day one. Today is day four. For those of you that have missed out on day one, we would upload the audio version of the entire sessions online after the series so that you can have access to it. So, um, Ayodeji, I'm waiting for your invites. Ayodeji is our guest speaker for today. Let me do a quick recap while we wait for him to join us. Um, Day one, where we discussed strategies, funnels, and budgets post-COVID in respect to digital advertising. One of the things Ken Ndubisi established is the fact that advertising is going to be quite expensive going forward. A lot of organizations have figured that digital is the future, and they really need to come on board. So there's going to be a lot of competition in the advertising pool. There's going to be a lot of onboarding of organizations onto various digital platforms. Conversations are going to, um, there are going to be lots, lots of conversations now on digital space. And uh, one of the things that NWC taught us, um, established, was that uh, our strategy at this time as small business owners and as enterprise business is to continue to stay at the top of mind of a target audience so that they, when um, buying decisions occur, we will remember us. Um, content marketing, Padedi established that business owners should learn to speak the language of their customers. And Content marketing hasn't ended just because. Um, hello, Ayodeji. Welcome. Welcome to today's session. Can you hear me? Can you see me? Loud and clear. I hear you. I see you. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm just doing a quick recap and then we'll get right into it. Day two was content marketing with Padebi Ojomo, uh, where she discussed um, how important 
um, content marketing is for business owners at this time and how um, small businesses should begin to position themselves and speak in the language that the target audience understands and that content marketing isn't just pretty content created on Canva and posted online. That content marketing entails a lot of strategy at the back end that is deployed across various channels for effective customer action and ultimately profit. It was a great session with Padebi Day 2 on Thursday. Yesterday was off the hook. We had Chick Wednesday. Um, he mentioned so many powerful statements about how e-commerce begins on WhatsApp. That's one of the things they established. Like e-commerce is no longer only I go to a website, I shop, and that's it. When people see your content on their WhatsApp status, on your WhatsApp status, and they request for details and pay for it, e-commerce has occurred. So you do not have to necessarily have huge budgets for a huge website before e-commerce occurs. And so he also mentioned how a lot of small businesses need to establish a funnel and pipeline so that they can automate their processes and not leave their prospects and target audience hanging when they request for um, details about their service. Today, I am joined with a guru in the advertising space and a colleague. His name is Ayo Deji Abuola. Ayodeji is one of the first people to get certified in Nigeria uh, and the Facebook blueprint buyer and planner. And uh, he has worked with huge advertising budgets across various industries, tech space, small businesses, etc. He has trained over 1,500 small and medium businesses across Nigeria. Um, he really understands his onions. He is a web developer. Um, he also He's also a creative. He owns a studio. Um, so he's multi-talented. He's multifaceted. He knows his onions. And it's established other days as well. I mentioned that I, I, I ensured that I brought people that have hands-on experience. Not just people talking digital. Everybody's talking digital right now on social media, on, on various platforms. But there are people that get down and put their hands in the dirt to do the dirt, the, the, the tough work. It's not a dirty work. <laughs> to do the tough work of digital advertising. And so most of my speakers that I've brought on board are people that are hands-on. And so you can ask whatever question you have or whatever challenges you've been facing as a small business. Ask in the course of our discussion and they'll be ready to answer you. After today, you'll be paid to see them because they're expensive people. You'll be paid for their time. Yes. So, Ayodeji, welcome. Um, we're going to be discussing web experiences and mobile apps. What is the future of digital advertising with respect to web experiences and mobile apps? And so we, in the light of all the discussions we had from day one to day, day three, um, my first question to you would be that now that the world is um, heavily reliant on digital, what are your thoughts on businesses building web presence? Okay, does every business need it? Does every business necessarily need it? That's the first question. Second is, should SMEs consider having a web presence or is their digital footprint sufficient? Okay, and if yes, what sectors, what SME sectors should actively begin to think of building a web presence at this time? Okay, um, that's like... Um Four questions in one. Uh, I, I don't know. But I, I hope you guys can hear me. You can hear me loud and clear, yeah? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, great. Uh, so let me start with the first question. First question is, um, sorry, 
I kind of lost you. Actually. You just bombarded me with so many questions. <laughs> the question was, with the world's heavy reliance on digital, what are your thoughts on businesses building web presence? Does every business need it? Okay, okay. Does every business need it? And should SMEs consider it? Okay. Um, I think it's no longer a question of whether you need it or not. Um, COVID-19 has kind of shown that um, things can change very quickly and things can change really, really drastically. Um, as of January of this year, nobody could, could have thought that by March we would all be hiding in our houses, unable to go out, unable to actually shake hands or even hug people, right? Uh, yeah. We still had training um, end of January where we had over 200 people in attendance and, oh, Nepal has just done their thing. Nigerian factor is fine. We can yeah. hear you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's not, it's not a question of should we go digital. The question is if you don't, you're already going to be left behind. Already, um, between today and about a month from uh, be, before now, the number of people who have asked to have a web presence has more than tripled because wow. they're like, oh, okay, what are we going to do now? How are we going to be? They cannot go out to go find an interactive uh, prospect. So they have to be able to online to find them. So it's not a question of should we just ask it. Then it means that they're already left behind. Yeah. And a, a pandemic like this is a terrible thing to waste. You have to actually really start to think business processes, have to think business marketing and everything that goes around your business. So, yes, the SMEs, most especially, have to have some form of web presence, even if it's not a full-blown website. You know, um, the social platforms already give so much by way of web presence. Um, Instagram handles, Facebook pages, Facebook groups, um, you know, WhatsApp status. These channels are so, I mean, teachers today, everybody has them, and you know, it's, it's one form of presence or the other. So, that's how I would answer that question. Okay. So um, so that means you, you believe that a lot of SMEs should have a web presence. Even if they don't have a website, they should at least have a digital footprint. Those are your thoughts. Let me see. I cannot hear you. You cannot hear me? No, I cannot. Oh, wow. Can you hear me now? Because I've lost Ayodeji. Okay, so Ayodeji was mentioning that uh, a lot of small businesses um, should have at least a digital footprint. Even if they don't have the budget for a website, they should consider having um, a digital footprint, whether it's WhatsApp, whether it's Facebook, because so many people are actively on social. And so the least you could have as a small business owner is a digital footprint. And um, I was going to, my next question to him was going to be what sectors should actively build a web presence? Digital isn't enough for those sectors. So what sectors does he think should build that web presence? And um, I'll wait for him to join us so that we can continue that discussion. Welcome, Miami. Welcome to um, Tony Parks. Welcome, Chick Wednesday. Thank you for joining us on today's session. You're all welcome. Um, I'll be waiting for Ayodeji's uh, request so that we can proceed. So, small business owner, 
take advantage of digital even if you don't have the budget for a website ensure you are actively on social media now if you have the budget for a website and you have multiple um multiple products okay you might actually need to be on the web you might actually need an e-commerce website which we established yesterday uh with chick printing if you have so many products in your product catalog and you have a lot of offerings the wise and smartest thing to do as a business owner going forward with covid is really to have a website such that people across nigeria can actually take advantage of um what's happening and see you and ultimately pay for your product or service and so um yes that's that's um, I guess I'll just continue just until Ayodeji joins us. So, Okoyemi um, Alabi, thank you for joining us. Olushego Yetinji, thank you. Um, Fatal Plane, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, welcome Ayodeji. We'll uh, wait for your request and then we will proceed. All right. So, yes, you're Hi. back. Wow. What happened back there? <laughs> no worries. It's the Nigerian factor. Um, it's expected. And I keep declining. Okay. We can't really hear you, though. The audio is quite low. We can't really hear you. Yes. Have an earpiece or something that would help? Okay. Get my earphone. Okay. okay. All right. So, yeah. Um, did you have a second question? I could just jump on right. Yes. Now. So the question, um, the sub question after that was going to be: If SMEs should um, consider having digital, um, I mean, web presence. What sectors? What SME sectors should take advantage? As in, some sectors have to have it. The digital is not sufficient. Okay, so what sectors in the business space should actually build a web presence irrespective of the digital footprint they currently have? Okay, okay, great. So the the for me, I would I would say that um, any business at the moment who um, wants to have any sort of any business at the moment who, who wants to have some some form of business continuity at this time, they definitely definitely have to start thinking of web presence, you know. Um, and what I mean by that is that if they don't consider web presence, then it means that people who, I mean, businesses in their industry who are already kind of online are going to be way ahead of them by the time they start to consider it. Let me give you an example. Um, right now, today, education has gone online. We have... Uh, That's school it's kids. so amazing. That's it's it's amazing. <laughs> that has occurred right? in So, I mean, yeah. and they look, the people are using all sorts of um, available free software, paid software to continue education. Whether we like it or not, education has to continue. And uh, we have to find a way to do it. That singular shift has affected a number of industries, whether you like it or not. All the people who service educational sector in a physical manner are affected uh let's talk about health whether we like it or not people are going to be more interested in 
um, their health at the moment. They're going to be taking their health more seriously. Um, apps and services that allow you get good information about health are going to become popular. Um, we are stuck at home. We have to keep fit. Anybody who's going to be showing you how to keep fit um, is going to get popular. You know, a lot of businesses are already disrupted. Events planning, events management, tourism, mm. airline. All these guys are so disrupted that even when they say, you know what, a hey, lockdown is over, let's start going out. People are still going to be reluctant to go out, right? So I think that the first thing is not about the industries. It is the industries that can still carry on business, who um, can carry on business in a safe and sound manner. You know, the only way to actually take advantage of those businesses is to, act, you know, so absolutely there's no there's no question about it there are some interesting announcements that facebook made yesterday that i think maybe sometime in this session i'll be able to share some of those things and it's becoming even realer fantastic thank you thank you very much for that um yeah going very quickly to our next question with respect okay. to digital advertising okay yeah and uh, web presence a lot of businesses do not have not set up features in their funnel or features on web, okay, or plans. Not, a lot of businesses haven't set, put in plans that would um, enable them get deliver the best experiences in terms of advertising. Mm. One, yeah, and deliver the experiences that allows them to measure, okay, mm -hmm. if, if 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 the advertising. Uh, um, efforts are, are worth it so yeah what would you tell businesses currently with web presence as a what key feature should they begin to think of embedding in their digital advertising plans and their web experiences going okay. forward so that they get the best from advertising campaigns yeah so i think that um a lot of businesses need to really understand um advertising for what it is um especially now that like ken ken had actually mentioned earlier advertising is going to get expensive so if you do yes. not if you don't even have uh, you've not had any experience running ads and you want to jump on now that everybody is jumping on you know you can lose a lot of money and you know you get discouraged that hey this thing is not working okay. you know so before before you go ahead and start to advertise for anybody is first of all on understand the audience that they serve and i think a lot of business owners you know you know you know it's ironic when you ask a business owner hey uh, who's your target audience ah yes i know my target audience now they come on online and they want to advertise and the question is, is shown to them that who should we target this advert to? They're, all of a sudden, they don't know what's the age range of the audience. They don't know what the interest of the audience is. You know, they, they really don't know the location where they can find these people. You know, so I think more importantly, content, uh, business owners first have to learn how to create great content. You know, because... If you have good content, you kind of understand who uh, and how people react to your content and what makes them tick. Now, if you, if you advertise great content, you can get double the results. 
But if your content is not good and you don't even know what content makes your um, customers, what, what your customers are looking at or what inspires them or what they're looking at, you can spend a whole bunch of money on it and you're still not going to get the results, right? So I think the first thing before people start to jump onto advertising is they must understand the target audiences that they have as businesses. What, how, many, how many target audiences do I have? Do I have one target audience or customer segments? Do I have two customer segments? Um, how many customer segments do I have? And each of these customer segments, how do they like my products? In what flavor do they like it? How, you know, what's the uh, flavor in which they, they prefer to be served with this my product, right? If all that information is not known and you jump onto digital advertising, I'm sorry, you're going to waste a lot of money. You know, because a, a lot, a lot of, a lot of what happens in digital advertising matters. Every single thing matters, you know, yes. and the way you respond to your customers, how long it takes you for you to respond, um, how you greet them. Do you, do you have a lot, of, a lot of information available for them or do they have to come and ask you how much is this thing? How much is this thing? All of these things matter, you know, so I think the most important thing for businesses to do first is to really understand their audience and be able to create great content for them so that they can get the best use of. Okay, thank you very much for that. Mm. Um, before I proceed, let me just share a quick uh, experience that I had uh, sometime last year uh, with a client okay. that uh, was running a digital advertising campaign. I want to further buttress the web experience uh, with relating to... Um, you know, advertising. And so uh, we ran this campaign and they were, um, you know, you know, we got lots of, at the back end, you could see so many people were shopping. But one key okay. thing I noticed was someone actually came to their Instagram page and commented and said, oh, I'm having issues with your, um, with your website on my mobile. I've been trying to pay for this thing. It's just hanging. Oh, just wow. Wow. So you get, you get my point. A lot of businesses are not really looking at how the experiences plays across various devices. You know, how yeah. it looks on mobile is different from how it looks on a tablet. Some people don't even look exactly. at tablets. Do you know that? Yeah. People don't really look yeah. at tablet parts. They just stick to mobile and, and desktop. And web. So mm. you have any experiences in that regard you'd like to share such that businesses would, um, would pay attention to those very fine details? Yes, absolutely. So, and, and this is, uh, more important for businesses who already have a website, you know, because basically that's what we're talking about. We're looking at how does your website or what you've, what you've set up as a website, how does it actually affect your sales or how, how can you improve your sales from using a website? You know, so first of all, your website is your office that never sleeps, you know. It should have enough information. I like that definition. Your office yeah, that never sleeps. Exactly. You know, you can shut down, go home, whatever. Your office, your website is that office that never sleeps. Which means that if anybody comes knocking on your website, they should be able to get all of the information that they want and they should be able to pay you money for the service that you are offering. You know, even if they're not going to pay right away, they must be able to get enough information that can leave them satisfied. That's the whole idea of having a website. Now, apart from that, there is the total cost of ownership. There's a total cost of owning a website, which is usually what I tell businesses when they come to me. 
hey, we want to build a website. And I asked them, do you really want a website? Do you really need a website? Or you want it because your competition has one, mm. right? But that's a, that's that's a discussion for another day <laughs> because uh, there's a total cost of owning a website. And Oops. apparently, it's never clear to um, intending customers from the beginning, right? So one of the things that we do is make sure that content on it and all of that. Now, going back to my earlier point, um, your website should be that office that never sleeps, that gives all the information to people. And then secondly, web technologies have evolved so much that today there is, a, there is an expectation from users how your website should behave. Mm. If your website behaves in a different way from what they're expecting, mm. they're gonna be, there's going to be problems. So they expect to see a menu button either on the right or on the left. When they tap on it, they expect it to actually come out or come down. There's an expectation because they've been to uh, lots of websites that work in, in similar ways. If your website is having a different experience, then there's going to be problems, right? So there's something called responsiveness. And this means that your website should be able to adapt to any screen size on which it is being viewed. You know, this is very popular today in the world of web and most modern websites automatically adapt to screen sizes. Either it's on the phone or the tablet or on the web. If your website isn't responsive, that's the number one thing that you need to go and correct. Because it means that people are having a terrible experience on your website. You might so have to define gonna... responsive. Some people might not know what yeah. responsive means. Please. Yeah, so so what, 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 that was what I was explaining. So responsive means your website will automatically adapt to the screen on which it is being viewed, right? And it would, it yeah. would, you know, appear, you know, in a nice way on that device, no matter the size of that device. You know? So imagine if you are on mobile and I'm looking at your website and it is actually the web version of your website that I'm looking at on mobile. That's going to be a very terrible experience. The buttons right. are going to be really, really tiny at the top. Um, I'm not going to be able to see the text. You know, I have to be zooming in and zooming out. That's a terrible experience. People are not wired. They're not wired for that kind of thing. You know, so um, two things I would say is that you yourself should compare your website with your competition and see where you fall short. Don't build a website, put it out there and expect that it is still working. Some things can break. Some things can change. You are always testing. When people want to make payments, is there a bottleneck? Your job is to make sure that in as, in as few steps as possible, they get the information they're looking for, right? If it means that they want to uh, send you a message, they must be able to get to that point to send you a message in as few steps as possible. possible. If, it's going to, if it's going to take me five buttons to get there, why not make it into two buttons or just one button, right? The most important things must be visible for people to see and click on and actually take advantage of it rather than hide, right? So I'd say that the most important thing yeah. is your website must do what it is meant to do. Give all the information about your business, about your service in such a way that I can come, take all the information and actually act on it. And two, it must be responsive in such a way that 
it loads perfectly on every device, either small uh, phones, mobiles, tablets, on the web, and everything always works. You have to always keep making sure that everything works. So fantastic. I like the fact that thank you so much for that. I like the fact that you mentioned testing. You know, a lot of small yeah. businesses don't know that advertising involves a lot of testing. And, Absolutely. You know, they don't, they don't, they're not ready to put in the budget for that test. But they do not know mm. that advertising, digital advertising, advertising is actually a marathon. It's not a sprint. And if they're Absolutely. willing to invest in that test, they reap the rewards in the future. So uh, on that note, I would like to share another experience. And I'd like you to um, shed more light on it, which was okay. when, um, uh, you know, data gathering when it comes to websites and and, and mm. how it, it it grossly um leads to a lot of drop off rates during advertising yeah. etc let me just use the scenario to explain so there was okay. this client we worked for and we discovered that there were so many so much drop off rates on the website so many people were coming people were adding to cards but people weren't really buying and buying. so i went on the website and i tried to buy i tried to buy simulated purchase and i discovered that before i could even Buy. I've clicked on the item. I added to cut. The next thing I see, I click on the item, and the first thing I was being asked was for my name and my email. Come on. <laughs> that comes when a lot of companies just use Wix templates and yeah. all those templates. You understand? Yeah. That can work for Amazon. That can work for an Alibaba because they're established, and you really need it. I can't get it elsewhere. But for a mm. business that is just starting. You know, data gathering is important. We know that lots of businesses need this data. But how 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 strategic can businesses be, you know, in realigning all those, you know, those aspects of the journey to get the mm. best of advertising results when advertising occurs? Okay, I think that's a great question. And basically, it's talking about user experience. And your user experience on a website is basically directly proportional to whether you're going to make money or not if like i said earlier if i have a terrible experience on your website i'm gonna go elsewhere i don't have all day trying to figure out okay. how your website works right work, yeah. so um there's there are two popular things two things i'll talk about the first one is that um sometimes when you get to a pop up, come up, maybe 30 seconds, 40 seconds, or when I'm just about to leave. A lot of yes, websites are I'm now so smart. Yeah, they're, they're now so smart that when your mouse just goes over to the top, it just shows to you because it sees that, hey, this guy is about to leave. And that's a good time to present it. If I found the information I was looking for, then that's not a problem. You know? The second thing is that um, with a lot of who, uh, a lot of shopping carts websites that SMEs have, what has yes. happened is that because they know that the most important thing on the customer's mind is to come here, make their purchase, and go, they have they've actually built in the data collection into the flow. So it is really at the point of checkout that a sensible website would ask you to create an account. An account. Now, True. If, if you do anything otherwise, people are going to find it a little... Um, Terrible, they're like, what kind of experience is this? And they're just going to leave, you know? It's super important. And this is why user experience 
user interface is a whole course of study on its own. There are people who their job, their day job is to look at your user experience and make it smoother. That's their job. You know, they will count how long does it take for me to get from here to here. If there are too many steps, we have to find ways to eliminate some steps because people don't have time to keep clicking, clicking, clicking because time is money, right? Yeah, so, I agree. Um, SMEs, and, and, again, and again, this also doesn't, it also affects, for instance, if you're selling on WhatsApp or you're selling in your um, IGDM or wherever, you know, mm. user experience doesn't only occur on um, websites. If, for instance, and that's why a lot of tools from Facebook are great. They've added quite a lot of things to make that user experience better. You have instant yeah. replies. You have um, quick replies and things like that that allow you to be able to give information to the customers as they ask and make it a lot easier on you. You know, if people feel good using your service, they would come back and they would refer you. Thank you. You know, so... The job of a business owner is not just, hey, I have this thing to sell. You're also thinking about the processes on how these people are trying to buy. You know, so I, I think it's important that we look at it from that light. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for that. Um, because that's really yeah. important. We know data is important to business owners, but business owners should really pay attention to their website and the experience. Mm. That's what AY has established. Yeah. Pay attention mm. to your website and the entire experience. Eventually, mm -hmm. that business redefines the interface and they make mm -hmm. the email parts come at the okay. end. I mean, people have to drop their delivery location eventually. Okay. So they sort of embedded mm -hmm. email and all of that there because at the end of the day, you would need to put your you know, the, the delivery location. So, yeah, so maybe, yeah, so does it mean they were using something else than uh, established uh, e commerce platforms? I know, for instance, if they were using one of the most established platforms like WordPress and WooCommerce, all of those things have already been ironed out. You know, and I think no, it also it, speaks to... Uh, yeah, go ahead. It was at the beginning. Like, once you click on the, the bag, it's at the beginning. Before you mm. even proceed to look at the price, it was yeah. just at the beginning. Very strange. Yes. <laughs> Very so, strange. I had to tell them. I, said, yes. I told them, so you're telling me if I can't create an account, I can't pay for this school bag. And a lot of mm. their target audience are women coming to buy school supplies for their kids. Mm. And so, yeah. you know, you, know, you, you don't have time for all of that. Yeah. To for, for easy adoption, whether by men or women. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So one question someone has asked, I will note it, you asked towards the end, at what stage in your business okay. can you have a website? At what stage in your business okay. can you have a website? That will be towards the end. Um, okay. So my next question to you is mm. now mobile apps, mobile okay. apps. Before nobody paid attention <laughs> to mobile apps, but now everyone is saying, ah, I need an app. I want an app. Give me an app, mobile apps. And so with the current realities, right, post COVID, do you envisage that a lot of businesses will begin to uh, develop mobile apps? And, you know, another thing that worries me is, if, you know, yes, a lot of people are doing online shopping because we can't move. But you perhaps think that our our buying behavior will switch once COVID is over and all of those things develop will sort of be a waste. Or do you think mm. people will stick to the convenience 
app shopping and web shopping has brought in and they will continue to go in that direction. You know, what are your thoughts in this regard? Let me first ask okay. you to go to the next part. <laughs> In fact, this was a a topic of discussion I had with a, a few friends who we do a lot of digital advertising and we bandy a lot of ideas around ourselves. And I think, like I said, a, a pandemic like this is a terrible thing to waste. This is a time that you can actually mold user behavior. And I'll give you a number of examples. Um, the other day I saw an advert by Spa. You know, yes, I saw it we, too. I was we now deliver. Rest. Like, yes. we now deliver. We are stuck at home. It's not going to yeah. take me too much for me to go on spa website and order something. I would be glad if they deliver. Um, I saw another interesting advert by Echo Hotels. I saw this it is too. crazy. <laughs> Echo Hotels says, we too. now deliver. Let, let me even shock you. I saw another ad by <laughs> Fan Yogo. Fan Yogo. <laughs> yeah. We now deliver. I saw it. On Absolutely. Website, so. so, you see, so what that tells us is that, you see, Business is, 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 we have to be like water. Water, when it gets to an obstacle, what happens? It finds a way around. It finds a way around. Right now, we are stuck in a COVID situation where we are all stuck at home. Business must continue, which means that we must find alternative methods for delivery, right? These alternative methods for delivery means that can we make these things and take it to our customers, right? How we do that, either via mobile apps, either via our existing website, is not really relevant. Is that they can use whatever channel and get the best service, as long as you're taking the user experience into consideration. You know. Um, now, your question as to um, will all of this disappear after COVID or whatever? Now, the question is this. Some people, some people say that a habit is formed in 21 days, right? I said that. Uh, I said some people say that a habit is formed in 21 days, right? <laughs> we spent more than 21 days. <laughs> so, 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 question for for you is that in this the number of days that you've been here, have you do you notice yourself having formed a new habit? Yeah. Right now. If I open up my Instagram at any point in time, the entire top is filled up with live sessions. Everybody is doing live sessions. And whether you like it or not, I think that it means that a lot of a lot of businesses are going to keep doing these things because we really don't know what the end uh, end of COVID is going to look like. You know, so people might just feel more comfortable you see all those all those people that were saying pay on delivery pay on delivery this is the best time to knock it out because now you you don't have a choice i will bring it to you but pay first mm. right so this is a time that those habits are going to be formed and if we stay long enough in this covid sit at home, sit at home situation it would naturally continue that's what i feel Already, I know that even if they lift the lockdown, people are going to be a little reluctant to go back to work. Even if they go back to work, there's going to be new rules of engagement. Um, social distancing, you know, you don't want to, you don't know where whoever you're sitting near you has been to and whether they're, they're infected or whatever. So we are still going to have remote working that was, that seemed impossible before. It's now something that is becoming mainstream. You know, some of these things will carry on um, into the future. Um, 
Mobile apps, on the other hand, which is your first question. Again, my, my, my answer would be is, uh, an SME that says they want a mobile app. The first question is, do you understand the total cost of ownership? And what that means is that it's not just the cost of building the website. There is another cost of maintaining, of maintaining the website, or, of maintaining the mobile app, which means that you might have to have a... I've lost you, AY. Are you there? Okay, I'm back on. Woo. Sorry for that break in transmission. We are back on. Yes, thank you for joining us, AY. Thank you for joining us again. So, the future of digital advertising post COVID web experience and mobile apps. AY is with us. AY is back. So. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes, welcome back. Thank you. It's, yes. it's okay. like uh, the network was just playing pranks there. Yes. Okay, so yeah. as you were saying. Yes, so. I was talking about, um, I lost my train of thoughts. I was talking about, <laughs> I was talking about mobile apps. And whether, ownership of mobile apps. Yeah. Yes. So, so it's important that every business, every business understands what is called the total cost of ownership. It always looks interesting at the beginning. Oh, I want a mobile app. And all of that. Hey, there's a total cost of owning it, you know? Um, let me give you an example. Let me use an example to illustrate this. Um, sometime in about 10 years ago, when it was very uh, expensive to buy milk, and this was only tin milk that you could buy. Um, you could buy a tin milk, and if you don't finish it, how did we used to keep it? You know, we would cut part of that tin milk and put it on top of the, where you opened it. And put it in the and, fridge. And put it in the fridge. Now, the total, even if that milk was maybe a hundred naira, but the total cost of opening it also included your fridge for preserving it. Yeah. Because if you did, if you didn't have that fridge for preserving it, you had wasted the milk. The milk. Right. True. So, think about this for your business. If you have a mobile app, it means that you must keep on retainer a developer who's going to continue maintaining it. So there's a total cost of owning anything in business and you must be aware of that total cost before you embark on that journey. That would really make you think about it and say, hey, this thing I want to achieve with mobile apps, can I achieve it in another method? Can I get the same results using something that is not a mobile app that is going to cost this much? You know, so it's important for businesses to think like that because your job is to look at the least amount of money you spend where you can make the most amount of money, money. right? True, so, true. and if all the, if you check all the boxes, all the boxes are ticked and you actually do need a mobile app, then it means that it must be something that can be profitable um, so if you go into it. You understand? Yes. There are some businesses that the core of the business is the app. Think about Uber. 
Think about Google Maps. Think about there's no other way that these businesses can be run without the app. You know, so um, it's not really about us jumping to go say, hey, mobile apps are the new cool thing. Yeah, it's about can you achieve the same result in a cheaper manner? Because mobile apps are not cheap. And maintaining them is not cheap either. You know, so that would be my first line of advice to anybody who's thinking about it and how to actually drive uh, growth for their business in that area. Okay, so let's quickly take a question, although she's not online now, um, mm. that somebody asked um, some minutes mm. ago. She said, at what stage in your business should you own a website? At what stage in your business should you own a website? Fantastic. So the answer will differ for different businesses. That's the truth. Um, if you are into consulting and you are into maybe personal branding, you have your own registered um, company, then it's, it makes sense for you to have a website from day one because you are a corporate entity. You have that corporate outlook. You have that brand that you're putting out there. And it's, it's part of your unique selling points. It's part of your value proposition. The people that you're trying to court as customers expect that you should have a website. So for that type of business, absolutely, there's no talk, talk thinking about it. Day one, you should be thinking about having your website. Um, for SMEs, you sell clothes, you sell shoes, you sell bags, you sell, I mean, you're a small business and you're making a lot of money, actually making a lot of money selling on social platforms. The question is, why do you need a website if you're already making all that money selling on social platforms, right? It's, it's not, it's, I mean, for you, you're looking at where is the sales channel. The sales channel for you is uh, social platforms and those sales are already coming in from there. So why do you and need not it? To, and not two sales channels are the same for any business. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. But you see, as a small business owner, if you do find out that your sales channels are getting clogged, you are losing orders. You are not able to keep track of all of the orders that are coming in from all the social channels then that's a good time to think about building an e-commerce website. website. Because okay. with an e-commerce website, you can then direct everybody and say, you know what? We are no longer selling from here. We are now selling from our website. Go there and make your order. You know, with that method, you are, you're, you're, you're building based on reality. Mm. You, you went to have a website because of, I mean, this is the real reason why we need a website. website. Other than that, your sales channels or social platforms, as long as you can manage them and sales are not dropping, you're not able to keep track, then you're good without it. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that insight, AY. Thank you yeah. for that. So my very last question, um, if okay. I shut this down, if no other okay. questions come in, is about data. Okay. okay. So as digital advertisers, we both know that data is uh, our backbone. Data gives us yeah. incredible results and makes our clients smile to the bank. Yeah. And so a lot of businesses do not even know that there's something called Facebook Pixel. A lot of businesses don't even <laughs> a lot of businesses that have apps have not been capturing the data on the app. There's no deep linking, there is nothing. Okay. There's mm. no SDK, there's no they're not building custom audiences, they don't know how data gathering you know, in a very systematic and strategic way, using Pixel and other um, 
tools, measurement tools, mm. shed more light on this so that businesses mm. out there that have websites can begin to think of adopting the right um, approach to boost their digital advertising services. Yeah, their businesses. Okay, so. I mean, digital advertising has evolved um, really, really greatly. And um, there's so much machine learning, so much artificial intelligence involved in digital advertising today that you just cannot rely solely on what the human being can put together. You have to use what the machine can do for you, right? So um, there are tools, so many tools out there that are available to actually help drive um, continued business and you know growth for businesses. And one of the easiest things to to know is that when you visit a website and you look around for a few minutes and you go back on social platforms, you start to see ads from that website following you all around the internet. You know that's basically retargeting. You know they they're retargeting you because you have been to our website. Therefore, um, this thing might be interesting to you. Then that advert starts to show show to you because that that action that you took to go to their website signifies intent. Yes. And intent is a strong um, precursor to sales. It's, it's, yes. it's a strong precursor to sales. It's a strong signal. So advertisers will retarget you to show you different products from that same website so that you might come back and then eventually buy. Right? So uh, there are many tools that allow you to be able to do this. One of the most prominent is the Facebook Pixel. If you do have a website and you don't have your Facebook Pixel installed on your website, then you should look to get a digital advertiser to get it installed for you. It's absolutely important. Otherwise, you would never Absolutely know. Absolutely important. <laughs> you would never know where the next sale might come in from. Oh, you know, sure. and the fact is, we all go looking at websites we want to buy, but for some reason we are not ready to buy right now. And if something were to be able to prop us or prompt us, you know, two days down the line, we might eventually go back to buy. You know, right. so but if you don't have those tools on your website to actually help you to um, retarget people, then you're going to be losing a lot of. Um, um, potential sales um, in that direction. And then the same thing happens for mobile apps. You know, um, mobile apps also have their own measurement tools that you can include onto the website that allows you to be able to show ads to different people based on how they use the app. And this is also the same thing for how, how people use your website. You know, for instance, if uh, someone comes to my website and adds something to cart, and that person doesn't check out, you out. know, I, I can actually create a special ad that will show to people who have added something to cart but didn't check out. And that my special ad could be 10% off. I can make sure that it is only those guys who added something to cart but okay. didn't check out that would see that ad, you know. And you can cut and dice this as many ways as you want, you know, because you're trying to make sure that you're showing the right type of ad to the right type of person. Somebody who has shown the right kind of intent. You know, if you've added something to cart, it means this guy has shown more intent. Let me give him a 10% off so that he can go and complete the purchase. 
Meanwhile, every other person who is coming to my website is seeing the other ad that doesn't have the 10% off. You know, so this is possible. Even much more uh, levels of retargeting is possible um, on mobile apps and on websites. You know, so um, listeners out there, SMEs who have a website and who are not taking advantage. Like I said earlier, your website is your office that never sleeps. You should be able to do everything while you sleep. You know, including collect money from people. You know, and you can set up your ads in such a way that it is retargeting the right people, and they're coming to your website and they're making purchases. So that when you wake up in the morning and you check your phone, alerts back up. That don't fool every year, Abby. That's the whole idea. Yeah. Right. So, Royal Hub, the next question about at what stage should your business have a website? We had answered that, but let me just reiterate. Um, okay. AY said the time you should have a website is when um, purchase on your digital channels, social channels, have become overwhelming and you can no longer manage it. A website sort of gives you a focused um, way of managing all the orders, etc. So, when your business yeah. grows, if you're still a small business and Instagram and you know all those other platforms that WhatsApp, help you with sales mm. and WhatsApp, you know that's still fine. But once mm. your business grows in terms of purchase and volume, and you can no longer manage all the orders, etc., that's the time to build a website where automation is easy and you can track and all Absolutely. of that. Absolutely, absolutely. So much for that. So let me just um, explain our establish once again the Facebook pixel. So how many of us watching have experience going to websites and what's buy a red shoe? And we just click on it and be like, ah, I'll buy it later, end of month when salary comes. And then you go to Instagram, you're seeing the red shoe. You go to a website, of you're seeing the red down. shoe. You go here, you're seeing uh -huh. the red shoe. It is because the owner of that website has embedded what's called the Facebook pixel. And so it's retargeting you in wherever location you go to. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm explaining uh, I'm explaining Facebook pixel, fertile plane. I'm explaining okay, Facebook plane. pixel. It's a code that you embed on your website that sort of gathers the information of your web visitors and you can okay. use that information to continue to retarget them as they on their onward digital journey across various platforms so as i Absolutely. said you can look at a red shoe let me use a red shoe as an example you can look at a red shoe on jumia for instance on jumia website and you just see that when you're on instagram you're seeing that red shoe when you're somewhere else you're seeing that red shoe it's because have signified intent on their website so the pixel has captured your intent and it's literally you know following you till you can make that purchase you know mm -hmm. on the other hand as ay also established you can actually add something to cart and then they see that oh, we have so many people that are adding this thing to cart and they're not paying that is a bit expensive let's give them a 10 percent offer and then they create mm -hmm. an ad with that offer and decide to push it to all the people that added the red shoe to cart so that they can come back and make the purchase so that's really how uh, um, um, Facebook Pixel works. The same yeah. applies for the Facebook SDK. Uh, maybe yeah. AY should explain how Facebook SDK works. Yes. Yeah, so, um, not so. The Facebook Pixel um, isn't the only item that can actually help you retarget on websites. Um, there's also uh, products by Google as well that can actually help you do that as well. Uh, Google Tag Manager and all of that. That's you know. So. Yeah. For 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 your um, apps for people for businesses who have mobile apps, there are 
quite a number of other products as well but very very popular is the facebook sdk which is similar to what the facebook pixel does uh, it's a piece of code that is embedded onto your app that allows you to monitor and measure where people come from you know what pages on your app they go um what actions they take etc you know so each of all of these people who are taking all of these actions you can use their actions to actually build yourself custom lists so for instance uh let's let me use a website a website is easier to conceptualize right if i send a thousand people to my website and out of that 1000 people 300 people add products to cart i can tell my facebook pixel to say hey create for me a list of everybody who has added an item to cart and in my next advert i want to show this advert which is 10% off to these guys who have added only those guys who have added something to cart so you can create what is called custom lists exactly custom audiences based on the information that's coming from your pixel you know so advertising is not let me send this thing everybody to my website and then you expect that a certain percentage is going to buy you have to retarget it you have to follow up and it's it, it's so simple that, i mean this is what salespeople do when they come to you for a sale you're you're not likely to buy the first day but like people say the fortune is in the follow-up. How well do you follow up with your prospects? It's the same thing yeah. that Pixel can help you do. How well do you follow up with um, people who have visited your website and who have intent and all of that? And as much as um, people who are experienced in offline sales, they tell you that if you can follow up a, a prospect, from the fifth time you follow up, that's when the magic starts to happen. You know, so a lot of times businesses think that it's just I just need to advertise once. No, there's a whole lot of work you need to do to make sure that people get to know you. There's a journey. There's a customer journey that people customer must have. Journey. You know, yeah. yeah, they must get to be aware. They're interested, and then finally they buy. For some people, that customer journey is one week. For some people, that customer journey is a month. And for some people, it's a year. You know, so you never would know until you keep trying and you keep showing ads to the right people continuously uh, and the same way it works on your mobile app uh, on a website is the same way it works on mobile apps and it's even more important on mobile apps mobile because apps. if mm -hmm. someone downloads your app and you don't have um, um measurement tools installed it means you're literally blind you just know that i have social number of downloads you know, but what are they doing app. have they opened up the app mm -hmm. have they opened it mm -hmm. have they gotten to level one of your game if it's a game or have they used uh, this feature on your app? What are they doing? The Facebook SDK embedded into your mobile app would let you know what people are doing, how they are doing, so that you can use that data to create better adverts or better offers you know, for people who use your, your services. Thank you so much, Ayo. Thank you for this expository. Thank you for this mind-blowing session. I knew that people at Chico at this time Talk, talking about e-commerce and websites was going to be explosive. I hope Absolutely. I gained a lot from this session. Um, mm -hmm. If you own a website or an app, let me use Piggyverse for instance. So many people have Piggyverse, right? If you have an SDK in Piggyverse, you can know how many people are saving towards vacation. You can know how many people Thank are saving you. towards uh, masters. You can also mm -hmm. get an idea of 
how your, your people using your app what exactly are like and what happens from there is and what happens from there is you they can then tailor ads you know to users on social platforms based on the way those guys yeah. use the, the piggy best. for instance i'm saving i'm saving on, on piggyvest or i'm saving for maybe rent or whatever you know piggyvest could have a partnership with a um, a, real a, a real estate company or whatever and they show me a charted ad based on the fact that they know how I use their app. Use the app. We have to use data to actually data, grow data, our data business. Data is a new oil. Mm. Absolutely. And data, Absolutely. And data is about $5. Well, how much is oil now? <laughs> <laughs> Shades! <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for the session. We are one minute yeah. for the hour of eight. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. It was a and pleasure. Also, for viewers out there, if you're managing a digital account that doesn't have a lot of these features embedded, feel free to reach out to myself and AY. Feel free to ask us questions, um, ask us questions in our comments. We would At the late yeah, hour. No, no. Oh, my what goodness. You know, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Yeah, bye. Thank you.